Well, welcome back to Bob's Fishbowl, everybody. How was your 4th of July week? Was it good? You still got all your digits? That's fantastic. I got breaking news from Seattle today that only 14 Seattleites required amputations after their fireworks went awry. That's what happens when you mix alcohol, weed, and Seattle. 14 people requires some kind of, mostly fingers, but a couple hands. Mostly fingers, but a couple hands. Welcome back to the show. My name is Bob, Bob Van Dyne. This is a fairly lowbrow affair. Basically, the world asks questions, and me, with the help of my extra-dimensional fishbowl, who's fresh back from Tijuana, Fish B, we do our best to answer them. Let's proceed, excuse me, let's proceed, shall we, with question number one, which reads as follows. Who's the next candidate to drop out of the presidential race? Who's the, is it Trump? Tell, tell me it's Trump. No, not him. Uh, Representative Eric Swalwell of California made it official today. He's no longer in the running. The writing on the wall seems to suggest the next candidate is former Colorado, or Colorado, depending on what part of the state you're from, Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper, who has no chance of becoming President Hickenlooper unless it's president of your local YMCA. He should be next. His entire staff has left him, and they've all urged him to quit the race on their way out the door. John Hickenlooper. But did, did you hear that we're going to get another person in the Democratic field? Mr. Need to Impeach Himself, Tom Steyer. You've seen him on the TV for a year now. Needtoimpeach.org. Get on there and sign that petition. Apparently, that initiative enough wasn't enough to stroke his delicate ego, and now he's going to run for president of the United States. We don't, we appreciate the work you've done so far, Mr. Steyer, but on behalf of myself and every other person I've ever met in my whole fucking life, we don't need you in, th the field is plenty crowded. Last debates, Montana governor who went in a red state, Steve Bullock, couldn't even make the debate stage. We don't need Tom Steyer. Your need to impeach thing was not that popular. It was, it was not a huge windfall for you and the nation and, and all of our political fortunes. Hickenlooper is the next to drop out, and I, I hope uh, Tom Steyer is the next to drop out after that. Or maybe he just won't announce tomorrow. That would be nice. Think, maybe he'll think better of it, but I doubt it. I, I, I doubt it. Next up, Fish B, if you don't mind. Is it time for the Red Cross to start monitoring migrant detention facilities? Good pull, Fish B. That's a good pull right there. It, it was time for the Red Cross, which is an international aid organization. Uh, it was time for the Red Cross to start monitoring these internment camp nightmares on our southern border. Notice I didn't call them concentration camps. Internment camp nightmares was, 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 was months ago, was last year sometime. 
The Red Cross needs to intervene, and I urge every American citizen within the sound of my voice, do whatever you can. Call call your local senator, call your representative, call your local Red Cross bureau, and beg and plead with them. Tell them you do whatever it'll take, including take off your pants. If that's what it takes to get the Red Cross down there, because what's being done in every American citizen's name is, dare I say, deplorable. How long did it take you, and by you, they mean me? How long did it take you to finish Stranger Things 3? I can binge-watch like nobody's business as global medium budsman. I am quite the binge-watching aficionado. But in this instance... It, I, I got through six episodes in one day, and then the, uh, remember our friend the Disney princess? The Disney princess wanted to come over and smoke some weed, and that took some priority. So the, uh, I did six episodes the first day, and then two episodes uh, the next day, which, which were a real thrill. But if I'm being, with, with no spoilers here, with no spoilers, for me... See, or Stranger Things season one, or as it's known on the Netflix, just Stranger Things, that was, that was creme de la creme. That might be the greatest thing that Netflix has ever produced, ever, ever been part of. Stranger Things 2, to me, took a definite dip. And then Stranger Things 3, although good, although worth your time, to me was another notch down from Stranger Things 2. I hope you don't find that too discouraging. Who the hell is Jeffrey Epstein? Who who the hell is Jeffrey Epstein? I've said this before. I'll say it again. Don't fucking ask me shit you can Google, all right? I am, I am not the Google machine. You can find this answer on your own, but I will I, I will do my best to answer this question. Uh, Mr. Epstein is a, is a, is a billionaire douchebag playboy, and I'm going to put playboy in air quotes because he has a penchant for underage girls. I, I believe he, uh, he got the most sweetheart of a deal in the history of sweetheart deals from, from even though he had to register as a child sex offender, he got let off so light. He did barely any time, and while he was doing time, he had six days of work release a week where his personal driver would pick him up, and then for 12 hours, he would go to the office or wherever and look at whatever he wanted. But this, th- I mean, this guy, he had underage girls in Florida, he had underage girls in New York. He was paying the underage girls that he was already paying to go out and recruit more underage girls. The guy has his own private island where there were all kinds of underage girl shenanigans. Come to find out, and go figure, longtime friend of former President Bill Clinton and President Donald J. Trump, the man who currently occupies the Oval Office at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, This is a quote about Jeffrey Epstein from Donald Trump from 2002. I believe this was in the Atlantic. Forgive me if if I've gotten that wrong. Uh, This is, and this is creepy as hell reading it now. I know it's 17 years ago, 2002, but, but, but still. 
He says, I've known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. It is even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do. And many of them are on the younger side. Oh, no doubt about it. Jeffrey enjoys his social life. What the fuck? That is, that is creepy. That is creepy, creepy, creepy as hell. And they think the reason, not only does it, is this just a uh, ultimate crystallization of how fucked up our legal system is, although it may be the best in the world at times, Justice is not blind when it comes to who has money and who doesn't. As so many of our brown or brown and black brothers and sisters, as they rot away in jail for nonviolent offenses, nothing near this serious, this dude got a sweetheart deal because he had big name people putting pressure on the prosecutor. People like former, uh, 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 Clinton special counsel, uh, Kenneth Starr. He also had Alan Dershowitz, the famous Harvard professor who's supposedly liberal, yet all over Fox News at any, including Hannity, all over Fox News, every chance he gets defending how great of a guy President Trump is. And to make it even worse, speaking of Trump, the prosecutor who let this sweetheart of a deal slide was none other than Alex Acosta. I don't know if you're like, that sounds familiar. Who the fuck is Alex Acosta? He's our current Secretary of Labor. And I'm gonna guess he's not gonna be our Secretary of Labor for that much longer even though the president, when asked about this, says, uh, Jeffrey uh, uh, Epstein, long time ago. Don't, don't know anything about it. Long time ago. Alex Acosta, however, doing a great job as Secretary of Labor. I mean, that's, that's, that's one way to describe getting it on with underage girls. Not the way that I would. Not the way that any thinking, civilized, moral human being would. The, the, the child rape, not labor. Just, just, just saying, in case you weren't following the, the bouncing ball up entirely. Next up, Fishby, if you don't mind. Are you going to give Stevie Wonder your kidney? Am I... Yeah, St- Stevie Stevie Wonder's not well, and and he needs a kidney. And hell yeah, I'll give Stevie Wonder a kidney. Uh, I don't know how healthy mine are. I, I uh, broached this idea with with my mother, who pointed out there's no way your kidneys are healthy enough to donate to anyone. I, I we'll let the doctors decide that. But if Stevie Wonder is uh, is is a plus, a positive then I definitely have a kidney for him since I'm on the record as someone that his is a positive blood type. And if anyone, need, let alone Stevie Wonder, it could be anyone in the world. If you need a kidney, call me up. I could use the karma. Yo, it's me, Fish B. It, I hate to repeat myself. Your name is in the question. We don't need you to pipe in right there. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Did you keep it Brockmire on your staycation? What? 
me and the little man, Isaiah the Tiny Player, world's greatest executive producer. He'll get the last question here in a minute. We had we had we had a very nice time. We went to the lake. We went we went hiking. We we did we did barbecues. Hung out with uncle and nephew. We did, did a lot of family stuff. Did, did a lot of chilling. We went and saw Spider Man. You know, nor, nor, normal stuff. You know, a, a dad and a nine year old do. But I feel like Fish B. I feel like you asked the question just so you could talk about your week in Tijuana and make me emphatically jealous and. So many of my friends and yeah, is that that it? Great, great, great. Uh, what Fishbeat during your week uh, down in Tijuana? How many days did you go to Club Hong Kong? World's finest, world's finest adult exotic a cabaret. At least once, sometimes twice, every single. Did you also go to Adelita's? Once or once or twice a day, yeah. You had a, you had a good time in uh, Zona Norte, as it's uh, as it's known. Uh, for those of you that aren't that aren't familiar with Tijuana, Zona Norte is is the it's shame on you, by the way. World class city, Tijuana, world class city. But uh, when you see Tijuana on TV, and and it periodically it makes national, if not global, news. I like when I see the, 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 the arch. It's like the St. Louis arch, only, only smaller, I believe. I believe significantly smaller. But it's right there in the town square. And typically, that, that's a backdrop to so many live shots and so many protests. And the thing that cracks me up about that is as soon as you get to the other side of that arch, then you're in Zona Norte, where literally anything goes. I fucking love Mexico. I fucking love it. And I, I, guess, uh, I guess I improperly used the word literal there because obviously not literally anything goes. Like, you can't, you can't shoot people and, and stuff like that. And sure, you can still get arrested in Zona Norte, but you got to try real hard. You got, you got, you really, really, really got to give it the old college try. Well, truth be told, for me, it wasn't much. But you got, you got to get after it. If you're going to get in trouble in, uh, in, in Zona, use the buddy system. Use the buddy system. Don't be like me and Fish B and just go by yourself. What's the best show on TV right now? The best show, I, including, including as global medium buzzman, I should probably know, including uh, cable premium channels. And not include, well, we'll even include the streaming services. We'll include all Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime Originals. The best thing on right now, and I actually let my Showtime subscription slide for a couple months once they stopped doing new episodes of The Circus. And Billions, even though I like the stories on Billions, I just can't handle every single line of dialogue somehow incorporating a simile or a metaphor or a, now it's just it's just it's just it's just overkill in the writers room on that I, I don't know who invented the rule, whoever writes for billions, that at least two, three times a page there better be a metaphor or a simile in there otherwise it's not making it uh, but the best show it's it's not clearly not billions and that's over. The best show going on right now, it's a limited series. I believe there's only going to be seven of them, but the loudest voice, the, the, the bio, 
It's about Fox News, uh, specifically Roger Ailes, starring one Russell Crowe, the Australian stallion uh, himself as, as Roger Ailes. And then you've got, you've got Seth MacFarlane over there on that thing. Sienna Miller's on that thing. But it's only two episodes in. If you have the means to get to Showtime, I highly recommend catching up. That is, that's a hell of a watch. Euphoria is great, too. I'm, I'm enjoying that, too. Even though last night on HBO's Euphoria, I believe there was only one dong. So that, that's a huge disappointment. But the best show is The Loudest Voice, I believe. Based on, uh, is, is it Josh Greenberg's book? Who wrote that book, The Loudest Voice in the Room? Anyway, another story for another day. Dear Uncle Bob, what's the sexiest parts of a woman? Because clearly a, a man of my stature knows everything there is to know. about. I'm, I'm being obviously and completely facetious. To me, the sexiest part of a woman would be the, the female back. The, fe- the back of a not 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 the backside that like the back like between the you know the neck and the and the waistline that's a that's the sexiest part of a woman but I think that varies I I know people that would I'm not one of them and it's not none of my close friends but some will say feet and others will say is find feet repulsive you, you know uh, there, there there's plenty of women out there for everybody as as long as they're of age and yeah you no no Jeffrey Epstein situations last question fish B get out of here get out of here fish B last question as always belongs to Isaiah the tiny player he's nine and tonight Isaiah writes who would win in a fight between a Fight, yeah, yeah, that's because that's what I like to do. I like to like to knuckle up, buckle up, chin checking. It's on. I reckon. What up, send dog, Cypress Hill? Uh, who would win in a fight between you and Megan Rapino? Who would? Yes, Megan Rapino, the the star of the World Cup. Did did she not win the Golden Boot Award as the highest goal scorer in the World Cup? Girl, and I made a mistake. Last week or week before when we brought up Megan Rapinoe, not the wife of WNBA Seattle Storm legend Sue Bird. She's the longtime girlfriend. So my apologies to both Megan and Sue about that. My bad. Uh, In a fight between me and Megan Rapinoe, one, it's not appropriate to hit a woman under any circumstance, even if that woman is tougher than you. I believe that to be true. Um... And in this case, I am 100% positive that Megan Rapinoe is significantly tougher than your humble host of this show, me. Uh, that, would, uh, that would be no contest. If you, if you were wagering, if we, if we were doing this for charity, yeah, but, uh, put your entire net worth on Megan Rapinoe. She's she's a world-class athlete. I'm like a 44-year-old dude with a with a, with a bad back, a bad brain, a bad heart and now a bad knee. So I'm uh, I'm 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 a lot of fun. I am uh, I am uh, I am I am a lot of fun. So anyway, that's uh but uh one thing, I got up early yesterday morning, Sunday morning and uh, early Pacific time. It was 8 a.m. And, and watched that Women's World Cup against the Netherlands. And what a great game that was. But when I learned, especially the crowd, let me rewind that a little bit. The crowd started chanting, what was it? Equal pay after the game? Equal pay? Is, is that what the crowd started chanting? That, 
that's a pretty amazing thing for uh, even even in the uh, the liberal democracy of France. I I heard today on Morning Joe that the that the pay gap that that the winner payout between the winner of the men's World Cup and the women's World Cup. Listen to this. I don't want this to be true, but no one corrected it, so I believe that it is. $400 million to the winning team, the winning country of the Men's World Cup. $30 million to the Women's World Cup, which is completely unequitable. I, I, I get that the Men's World Cup brings in a lot more eyeballs from a lot more countries, and it's a big glorified TV show. But the women's, you know, the women's World Cup, that ain't exactly chicken scratch over there, you know. That's, that's simply too big of a pay gap, $400 million to $30 million. Let's all hope in our lifetimes that... Uh, that that gets better. And now, my friends, time for Paleta Bola de Fuego. Yep, I still got it. The Paddle Ball of Fire, the hottest finale in the history of podcasts done by people that are currently living in a podcast incubator known as their mom's basement. Who wants to fuck? Um, Elizabeth Warren raised $19 million last quarter despite having no fundraisers. Let me set this down for a second. $19 million last quarter. That's a good quarter. Mayor Pete topped everybody on the Democratic side, but he had a lot of big time like fundraisers and dinners and did all that Hollywood schmoozy shit. 24.8 for Mayor Pete. Biden, Biden got the bundlers behind him and he managed to rake in 21.5 million. And that's not from a bunch of individual donors. Biden, I think, has the highest uh, per donor average. And then Warren is third, $19.1 million, all small donations, and 80% of them first-time donors. That's important. Watch out. Watch out for Elizabeth Warren. I've, I've always liked her. I'm not quite sure I can picture her as the next president of the United States of America, but she's got a plan for that. Bernie is fourth at 18 million. And then in fifth, Kamala Harris, only $12 million last quarter. I know California. I know you love her. And I've fallen in love with her too. But our girl Kamala has to do significantly better than $12 million next quarter. Back to the paddle ball of fire. Big ups to the weather in Anchorage, Alaska. Have you seen this shit? They hit like 90 degrees a couple days ago. Today it was 85. Like every day is a, everything's fine by the North Pole. Every, everything's fine. Meanwhile, it's, it's 85 degrees today in Anchorage, Alaska. It, it was 80. I don't think we hit 80 degrees here in Spokangeles. Kim Kardashian is changing the name of her shapewear line, Kimono. Didn't realize the, uh, I hate the idea of cultural appropriation, but if I was launching a women's shapewear line, and given I'm not, and given Kim is more business and media savvy than I am, I'm not naming it kimono. I, like, if there was a meeting, I would have raised my hand and said, you sure? 
kimono, you don't anticipate the backlash against this, and then, if you think it through thoroughly, because kimono starts with a K, Kim Kardashian kimono. Three Ks, not very good idea. Michelle Obama's hair. I've only seen Michelle Obama, I mean, she's been on the public scene forever now. Only seen her with straight hair? Did you see her at the Essence Festival rocking the curl? You go, Michelle Obama. I loved it. I loved it. I thought she looked great. And, and, and lastly, happy birthday, Kevin Bacon. Everyone loves Kevin Bacon. Seven degrees of something. 61 years old today. Still doing it. On that new Showtime series, City on a Hill, I've watched the first three episodes. And I think that show, I can, as global media ombudsman, guess what? I can recommend it. Woo! Yeah! Uh, usually this is where we end the show, but uh, if you could forgive me, we're, we're going to take just, just another minute here because I have a, a little something about tomorrow's show. Tomorrow, the tentative plan for me and the small fry, a.k.a. this show's executive producer, Isaiah the Tiny Player, he's nine. Uh, tomorrow, the plan, we're, we're going to go to one of the world's most low-grade water parks. It's called Splashdown. Uh, they have like five slides or, or six, five or six slides. But we're, we're going to go there dur during the day, and then we got to come home and eat. And then, and then tomorrow night, there's, I've, I've, I've been looking at it, and if possible, with your permission, because I really feel like I need it, uh, there's, there's this once a week, uh, support group for crazy people put on by the, by NAMI as they're known. That's the acronym N-A-M-I, but the National Alliance for Mental Illness and, uh, and, and downtown tomorrow there, there, I think it's from 6.30 to 8.30. So I know I just got back from a little 4th of July week hiatus uh, tomorrow's show is either is either not happening be, because I'm coming out of this uh, of this meeting in such emotional just just a state of disrepair that it's simply not going to happen and you're going to have to be fine with that and forgive me we can talk about that later we'll discuss what I owe you in lieu of a show but, or we may just do I'll let you know what because I've never been to a uh, I've been to I've been to group therapy. But usually the group therapy that I enjoy is only when I'm locked up in a mental hospital against my will. Usually. I have done some day things where I wasn't locked up against. And anyway, you're there like all day, but you got to go home at night. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Or, or after, tell you what, or after, after a day enjoying Splashdown, I may, I may not be in the mood to drive a downtown and, and attend some weird-ass group therapy that I've never been to before. But anyway, so that is, uh, that's what's going on, uh, manana. In the meantime, you know that I love you. Uh, if, 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 if you see someone you love, you do me a favor, and you give them a high-five just for fun. I'm going to go out back and uh, grill some chicken wings. It'll be great. Till, yeah, bye-bye. Yeah,